to-do list by Nick Mamadis. 1. Go to your local public library. Find a copy of The Undiscovered Self by Carl Jung. Take a $50 bill from your pocket, fold it in half, and insert it between pages 122 and 123. You will not return to that library until you have completed the rest of the tasks on this list. 2. Set aside some time each week to watch old Warner Brothers cartoons. You may rent tapes, tune into the Cartoon Network, buy the DVDs, put up rabbit ears and try to get a signal from one of the francophone channels right over the border, whatever it takes. Make a list of every American city mentioned by any of the characters. Keep it near you. When you have as many cities as you are years old, you may stop watching the cartoons on schedule, if you like. 3. There is an older woman you see fairly often while running errands. You don't know her name. Strike up a conversation with her in the supermarket. Learn her name. Find out her favorite song. If she claims to dislike music, run, for you have stumbled across the demon wearing human flesh like an ill-fitting costume. This is not a joke. Don't smile, excuse yourself, and walk away. Drop your basket right there in the canned vegetables, canned fish, and ethnic items aisle, and run for your life. Double back to your own home after dusk. Never return to that supermarket again. 4. If she answers you, learn the words to that song by heart. Here are the lyrics to a song I learned by heart after being told by an old woman in the supermarket that it was her favorite. In a tremulous but smoky voice, she even sang it for me, betraying only a hint of a Carolina accent. I came to this country in 1849. I saw many a true love, but I never saw mine. I looked all around me and found I was alone. And me a poor stranger, and a long way from home. Down in some lonesome valley, down in some lonesome place. Where the wild birds do whistle their notes to increase. I think of pretty Sarah, whose waist is so neat. And I know of no better pastime than to be with my sweet. I wish I were a poet and could write a fine hand. I would send my love a letter that she could understand. And I'd send it by a messenger where the waters do flow. And think of pretty Sarah, wherever I go. 5. Place a stick or a branch on a sidewalk near a local government building in a position where someone is likely to trip over it if the stick isn't moved or kicked away. Fire stations in elementary schools count. 6. When you are next in the diner and sitting at the counter, say this word after you are given your coffee. Efharisto. If your cup of coffee suddenly becomes a bottomless cup of coffee after that, you are in the right place. Be sure to be there at the right time. Take a matchbook or business card or menu home with you so you'll remember the exact address. 7. Send a care package to a foreigner in a rogue nation. Include American cookies, cigarettes, a paperback book over which you have combed your hair so that a few loose strands and some dandruff sprinkles the pages. This is a crucial step in case you are captured and killed before you complete your tasks and thus need to be cloned. 
a pair of shoes, reading glasses, the type you can buy at the supermarket. Use packages of egg noodles rather than styrofoam filling material to protect the contents of your care package. You can likely find a foreigner using the internet or by picking up your phone, dialing zero, and asking for an international operator. Treat the operator as though he or she is your best friend, and the two of you need to work together to find the address of your second best friend, who just happens to live in Libya or the Sudan. Airmail the package. We don't have a lot of time. 8. Most people today are just a few generations removed from a life where supernaturalist folkways were preserved and transmitted in the form of anecdotes. Question family members until you hear a true story with a numinous element. By way of example, here is one I heard once. In the village of Kakanagri, where your great-grandfather grew up, there was a woman with twin sons. She loved them so much, they reminded her of her dead husband. They were little boys, just seven years old, but they were the best swimmers anyone had ever seen. The people called them Tharthilis, sardines, because they wiggled their bodies and swam so quickly between the fishing boats. One time, they went out fishing with their uncle, their dead father's younger brother, and a storm came up capsizing the boat. The little boys were such good swimmers that their mother couldn't believe that they had died. For seven days, she waited on the beach for them to come to shore, pulling out her hair and wailing at God the whole time. After seven days, she went home, but she wouldn't stop wailing. She was up all night with her lamps burning, screaming, Why, God, why? Why did you take my boys, my little dolls, away? If only I knew why. Then she'd sob and cry quietly, and in the morning start yelling again. Her neighbors called for the priest, who stood outside the door for a long time listening to the woman. Then he told the people to prepare a loaf of bread and cut it into seven pieces and leave it on the stoop. He went inside and told the woman to stop carrying on so vainly. If she wanted answers from God, there were prayers she could make that would reveal his plan. For seven days the priest led the woman in prayers, stopping only at noon to reach out the window of the small house to retrieve and eat one piece of the bread. All day and all night they prayed and chanted. The house filled with soot and smoke from the gas lamps they used in those days, and on the seventh evening the stains and flickering shadows from the lamps started to take shape on the walls like a movie was being projected on it. The woman saw her twins again, but they were fully grown, well-muscled and dark from the sun, healthy men with evil smiles. They were grappling, and each had a knife at the other's throat. If I can't have her, one said through gritted teeth, neither will you. If I can't have her, said the other, nobody will. Then they slit one another's throats and fell to the floor violently, still wrestling even as they bled a puddle under their backs. And that's how they would have died had they lived, in a way their mother nor God could ever forgive. And that is why the Lord took them away so early, to spare her the pain of the future. When you hear your family story, memorize it. Embellish it to make it more interesting if you must. Consider how much less interesting it must have been three generations ago. 9. Attend a local meeting of a minor political party. Sign any petition or mailing list you are given. Do not subscribe to any newspapers or newsletters published by this party, however. 10. Travel by the cheapest means at your disposal to the nearest city on your list. Make a day of it. Go to every public library in town and collect $50 bills. With this money, buy a ticket to the furthest city on your list. 11. In the far city, make contact with members of your minor political party. Meet them at a diner. Order coffee. Say the word. Flip the check down the middle with the other members of your rendezvous 
even though it is likely that at least two people will meet you at the diner. Describe the contents of the care package you recently sent to someone in a rogue nation. 12. Sometime after returning home, you are likely to be met by two men in suits. They may be FBI. They may be Secret Service. They may be affiliated with a rival minor party. You do not need to speak with them. You do not need to let them in. They are professionals, though, and can be congenial when they need to be, to make you drop your guard. Recall the song you recently learned. Recite it in your head as they speak to you to be free from their charms. You may need to sing the first few lines aloud as you close the door on them to extricate yourself. 13. Place a stick or a branch on a sidewalk near a federal government building in a position where someone is likely to trip over it if the stick isn't moved or kicked away. The local post office or IRS office counts. 14. Go to the diner. Read the complimentary newspaper as you drink from your bottomless cup of coffee. You should notice that the government seems to be running out of money. Letters to the editor are getting more shrill and making less sense. Note the number of men versus the number of women expressing such opinions. If you are on the more prominently represented gender, skip ahead to task 16. 15. Go on a first date with someone you met over the internet. If you are a conventional sort, use Yahoo Personals to find your date. If you consider yourself cool or hip, use Nerve.com. Sit al fresco if you can, buy a potted plant or a window facing the street if you cannot. Order the house wine, then send it back dissatisfied. Tell your date about the political philosophy of the minor party whose meeting you recently attended. Request sex. If he or she immediately but unenthusiastically agrees, know that you are under constant surveillance. Feel free to engage in whatever form of sexual intercourse you like. Shower thoroughly afterward at a YMCA, the local public school, or a gym with which you do not have a membership. 16. Go to your local New Age shop or metaphysical bookstore. Explain that you are interested in getting in touch with your cultural heritage. Recite the family story you recently learned and ask the clerk if the store has anything associated with it. Buy whatever you are offered and perform any spell, ritual, meditation, or prayer for the fulfillment of desire you feel comfortable with. This will harden you for the next task. 17. In a very public place, where you are guaranteed to be overheard and apropos of nothing, announce, You know, back in my day, veterans only bragged about being in wars that we actually won. Goddamn fucking losers. 18. Go to the diner. Read the paper. Be thankful that you get free refills, as diner prices are now approaching those of Starbucks. By this point, your local tabloid should be featuring color photos of fireballs, sweaty soldiers, or forests of picket signs carried by the working man and the youth on a daily basis. The old lady who sang for you once has died. Her daughter has published a death notice. Do not weep for her. She is in a better place. Don't get me wrong. There is no heaven, but she is not really dead. She has simply gone underground. You are in the right diner at the right time. The hidden message in my death notice is not for you, but if you wish to try to decipher it, you may. 19. Stay off the streets. Eat what's in your cupboard even if you were down to the stuff you don't like and bought just because you wanted something easy to make in case you caught the flu one winter. Know that I am with you. When the faraway city you recently visited makes the national news, regardless of the reason, you may take this to be the all-clear and leave your home. 20. Go to your local library. Go to the shelf where a copy of The Undiscovered Self is stacked. Check for the $50 bill. If it is gone, rejoice, for we are that much closer to our final liberation. If it is still there, we have failed. 
and tyranny and repression for another generation is our reward. This has been a Podcastle Miniature. To-Do List was written by Nick Mamatas. He's the author of the Lovecraftian beat road novel Move Underground, the Civil War ghost story Northern Gothic, the suburban nightmare novel Under My Roof, and over 30 short stories and hundreds of articles. You should also look for his collection You Might Sleep and Haunted Legends, an anthology he edited along with Ellen Datlow. A native New Yorker, Nick now lives in the California Bay Area. To-Do List first appeared in the anthology Polyphony 5. It's read for us by Jake Squid, who has been a frequent blog commenter, an infrequent performer, and supplemental writer for over two decades. His contributions to Thalinamide and the One-Armed Mongoloids under the stage name It's All a Whole Lot of Fun Until Somebody Gets an Eye Poked Out, said like that, can currently be found at www.bilgedasto.com slash thalinamide slash thalinamide.htm. Jake Squid lives, works, and entertains himself and, on the odd occasion, others in Portland, Oregon. Visit Podcastle on the web at podcastle.org. <laughs>